For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. A classic song representing joy and one that Hoosiers were probably grooving to in 1892 as they celebrated the opening of the new Indiana State Fairgrounds. Not the only milestone in Indiana that year, the game of basketball bounced into the state. And now these two treasured traditions meet once again to celebrate all things Hoosier at Indiana's biggest celebration, the Indiana State Fair. A can't-miss summer event with a huge economic impact on Indianapolis and the Hoosier State. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from the Indiana State Fairgrounds, where this weekend the 166th edition of the Indiana State Fair kicks off an 18-day run. Now, this annual agriculture exposition includes big helpings of food and entertainment and is expected to attract more than 800,000 visitors for a celebration of all things Indiana. The fair and the Indiana State Fairgrounds generate substantial economic impact to the tune of $200 million on an annual basis. That's a number that has increased with the transformation that has been taking place here over the past two decades. The latest addition, a $50 million makeover of the 100-year-old Swine Barn. On the outside, the building looks the same, but go inside and you will see a glistening new, nearly 200,000 square foot, year-round, multi-use venue that will host best-in-class livestock events, but also sporting events. This facility already has landed the NCAA Division II Indoor Track and Field Championships in 2025. And joining me now to talk more about the Fall Creek Pavilion and the economic impact of the Indiana State Fair, pleased as always to be joined by the Executive Director of the Indiana State Fair Commission, Cindy Hoy. Cindy, welcome. Oh, thank you for being here. Isn't in, this magnificent? In this new home. This, I know. Having covered the fair on and off for many, many years, it's been very interesting for me to watch this transformation of the fairgrounds. And this is somewhat of a, a cherry on the top of the, the Sunday, so to speak. Talk about this facility, yeah. $50 million, major, major project. Right, so, so this project, uh, thanks to a great partnership with Indiana Farm Bureau, this Fall Creek Pavilion, was we, we really started with trying to solve tr troubles and issues with livestock shows first and foremost, but then how can we then trans transform that into a multi-purpose building? And so thus uh, started with, let's keep the exterior, let's, let's raise up that tradition and history of that wonderful old swine barn. So completely renovated the exterior and then moved inside, dropped the level down so that you could load and unload livestock load and unload different kinds of sporting events or attractions that could happen in this space. So made it easy for people to get into this space. And then kind of where we're standing right now in this elevated corridor that wraps around kind of the, the bowl of the building. Um, it, it is magnificent on, on the design. You talk about sporting events. This is going to be a big uh, showcase for ag-related events. But you've already landed the NCAA Division II Track and Field Championship, so a new a level of competition coming to the fairgrounds. Right, so it was purposely built and designed so that it can fit a 200-meter elevated 
indoor track into this space. So yes, NCAA, but also we've just formed a partnership with US Track and Field, and they're gonna have coaches clinics and youth activities and all sorts of things that will be held in this space as well. Ag events, I know there's a big event that will be coming here, right, in terms of those elite, really large-scale events you can now host here. Yeah, right. So, of course, come to the Great Indiana State Fair and you're going to see pigs, but also um, NSR, which is the National Swine Registry, is bringing their exhibition, one of their national shows here in 24 and also in 25, and talk about elite. These are elite livestock um, that's coming here into this building. Talk about the impact. The Indiana State Fair itself has impact, to be sure. But as you look at the fairgrounds, 365 days a year, talk about that impact, how substantial yeah. it is. So it really is an anchor institution for this community and the city and the state of Indiana. It's a $200 million direct economic impact. So it's substantial. And when this new asset comes under play, we really see those numbers going to skyrocket. And the other thing that I'm really proud about is the number of jobs that the fairgrounds brings in. 1,100 job equivalencies that the fairgrounds brings to the table. Uh, again, important for the community and the city and the state of Indiana. And I know as we talk about uh, the business community, for, for this event, uh, for this facility, and the Indiana State Fairgrounds business partnerships, big part of that. Oh, right. So you start with Farm Bureau. What an amazing partner. And this year during the Indiana State Fair, we partnered with Pacer Sports and Entertainment. Um, we, we kind of elevated the basketball, getting ready for the All-Stars uh, to take place. But with, with Pacers, we've got all sorts of activations all across the fairgrounds, and that, that partnership is incredibly important for this year. Cindy Hoy, Executive Director of the State Fair Thank Commission. You, Thanks, as always. Congratulations on the new building, too. Appreciate it. Well, certainly, agriculture has always been at the heart of the Indiana State Fair. This is a statewide celebration of Indiana's rich farming heritage. One of the biggest ag commodities in the state, duck. Indiana, the top producer of duck in the nation. The biggest farm operations include Maple Leaf Farms in Leesburg and Culver Duck in Middlebury. Together, those two farms account for 60% of the nation's duck supply. Well, livestock, traditional agriculture, not the only key cogs in driving Indiana's $35 billion ag industry. Next, the growth of the ag bioscience sector, how it's contributing to the state's economy in an increasingly big way. Congratulations, Gary, on 25 years of impactful reporting on Indiana's businesses and Indiana's economic development. I'm thrilled that you're my colleague and thrilled that Inside Indiana Business is part of IBJ Media. Here's the next 25 years, Gary. Congratulations. Let's keep it going. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community, PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank, all rights reserved. I grew up on a farm in Washington County. I spent every moment that I could with my dad. My ag background began when I was a young boy. My grandpa had a farm, and it's one I still farm to this day. Like so many Hoosier farming operations, it runs in the family for Brock and Laura Kiesler, the Washington County couple carrying on the family legacy. 
But farming is much different today than it was for the Kiesling's parents and grandparents as they tended to their crops and livestock. Technology is the name of the game. We're in the Glass Barn, which is on the north side of the Indiana State Fairgrounds. It opened about 10 years ago. A shining showcase to all things technology and innovation in Indiana farming, in particular the soybean sector. It also touches on the ag bioscience space. That's an industry that pumps more than $58 billion into the state's economy. And joining me now with more, I'm pleased to be joined by Mitch Frazier, the CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, also the chairman of the Indiana State Fair Commission. That's Mitch, right. Thanks for being here, Gary. Well, we're happy to be here. This is always a fun event and an important event for Indiana. Uh, but as we talk about technology, which has always been so much a part of the ag scene, ag bioscience is getting a lot more attention here Absolutely. in the state. What does it mean to folks who say, what's the ag bio bioscience sector? Absolutely. When we look at the ag bioscience economy here in Indiana, it's really five things. It's food. It's animal health and nutrition, it's plant science and crop protection, it's ag tech, and it's agriculture. The ag that we see driving the highways and byways, the farm fields, the feedlots. I think that the piece that so many don't get a chance to see is the tremendous amount of innovation that is happening on farm, in field, in feedlots, all across the state. And it's happening here in Indiana. Indiana is a player, can be a player in this, in this high-tech game. Indiana is undoubtedly a player in the ag bioscience economy. As you mentioned, a $58 billion economy here in the state. When we look at the total economic impact, when we say, where, where does that actually cascade? Gary, this is incredible. And over $90 billion of total economic impact, that's more than 20% of the state's GDP. And if we look on an employment basis, when we look at total entirety, there's more than 10% of the state's workforce driving that 20% of the state's GDP. It's incredible. And the innovation, the innovation that's happening here is led by small companies, big companies alike. As, as we've talked about historically, Corteva, now the largest pure play ag company in the world, headquartered here, moved their headquarters here, are named Indianapolis, their headquarters in 2022. And we're just a couple years off the blockbuster acquisition that Alanco made, a juggernaut in animal health, making them the second largest independent animal health company in the world, headquartered right here in Indiana. Add to that the academic firepower, obviously with Purdue. And increasingly, I know schools around the state, you know, getting ag programs into their yes. curriculum. Yeah, I think as we continue to see this innovation focus of the ag bioscience, again, wherever you are in that spectrum, from plants to animals to human food to ag tech itself, more and more students, more and more entrepreneurs, more and more educators are seeing that this is the only economy in the world that touches every person on this planet because it centers on food. And when young people, when professionals want to make a difference, this is the place they call home. What's going to be key in your view to future success? What will be critical to Indiana's success in fueling the next chapter of ag bioscience is this intersectionality between producers and innovators. Innovators from all walks of life. You know, we've had such a great history in Indiana of being tremendous tech innovators. My friends at Exact Target, my, my history, you know, we, we see them in digital innovation and the work that's happening in data science and machine learning and artificial intelligence. That same opportunity is here. We've seen early steps in that. Just a few weeks ago, John Deere made a big acquisition of an Indiana-based company called Smart Apply, a company who is using technology to improve the efficiency of sprayers. Gary, I think we are in the early innings of this, and Indiana's well-positioned to run the bases a couple more times. Mitch Frazier is the CEO of Agrinovus uh, Indiana, also uh, the chair of the State Fair Commission. Mitch, thanks as always for joining us. Thank you. Great to see you.
Well, coming up next, the State Fair hotspot where Hoosiers go to get their dairy fix. What's on the menu at the Dairy Bar? Plus, a look at some new Indiana food and beverage vendors at this year's fair. And in this week's IBJ, meet the Emmy Award-winning director behind the Music in Transit series and learn about his tie to the Good Bones TV series. Well, nothing says Indiana like turkey legs, Hoosier ribeye sandwiches, lemon shakeups, treats at the dairy bar, You'll still be able to sample all of those traditional Indiana State Fair food favorites. But there are also some new homegrown Hoosier items on the menu from vendors who see the fair as a great way to showcase their products. Mary Rachel Redmond has more on that. Well, Gary, the Dairy Bar has been a staple at the Indiana State Fair for over 80 years. Hoosiers love their homegrown dairy, especially ice cream. We've had a footprint at the Indiana State Fairgrounds since 1941. We started out just as a as a kind of a mom and pop shop selling selling milk, and now you know you look around and this becomes this barn with a cow print awning is is something that families come back time and time again. It's part of their family tradition. It's part of their summer story, um, and so it's just it, it has made an impact. And the food continues to be great every year. It's always something exciting every year. We do a different signature grilled cheese. We have a different signature milkshake. And speaking of this year's featured food at the Dairy Bar, a lot to get excited about. We have uh, six different varieties of grilled cheese from everyone's favorite American on white to this year's signature sandwich, which is the Italian melt. It's provolone cheese and basil on sourdough bread. So who doesn't want to try that dipped in marinara? Um, and then, as I mentioned, we have different milkshake flavors the classic chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, and then this year's mint chocolate topped with those Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies. You know, part of what's important to the farmers is that they want milk to be affordable. For, for 25 cents, basically, a glass of milk that you buy at the store, you're getting all the, all the nutrients that you would need, right? Eight grams of protein. And so they want that same affordability to carry out to the dairy bar. So for $5, you can get a milkshake. For $5, a grilled cheese for a little over $6 a kid's meal. Um, so we don't want families to have to come and spend a lot of money. I mean, a family of four can walk away essentially spending $20 and they're gonna, their tummies are gonna be full because it's all been worth the price that they're paying. The Dairy Bar, not the only Hoosier-made products on display. 45 unique Indiana food vendors featured at this year's State Fair, especially when you're talking adult beverages. Everything from Sun King's deep-fried pastry ale to Hotel Tango's Gimme Some More Bourbon Shake. But Gary, I got to admit, it doesn't get much better than this local classic. Mm. Back to you. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. Here now is a look at what else is making headlines around the state. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. In southern Indiana, big plans in the works at the Huntingburg Regional Airport. The Du Bois County Airport Authority moving forward with plans for a new $6 million terminal. 
That includes a mezzanine overlooking the airfield, pilot lounge, and electric vehicle charging stations. Thousands of sports card collectors from around the country are gathering in southwest Indiana this weekend. The city of Evansville hosting the CardCon convention at the Old National Events Plaza. Speaking of Evansville, foodies and thousands of downtown workers have a new option when it comes to places to eat. The city's first food hall, Main Street Food and Beverage, now open in the former Firestone Tire and Rubber Building that dates back to 1930. And in northwest Indiana, the Carolyn Mosby Senior Living Community has a new look. The eight-story, 142-unit apartment complex has reopened after a $13 million renovation. It was built by the Gary Housing Authority in the 1960s. Well, coming up next, the tie between basketball and Indiana agriculture and why the state is fertile ground for the game to flourish. And join IBJ Media on Tuesday, August 8th at the Indiana Roof Ballroom. We announce our 2023 class of 20 in their 20s. Make sure to register and secure your corporate table by August 2nd. Learn more at ibj.com backslash events. Well, it doesn't matter if the rim is nailed to the side of a barn, is in a gym, or a driveway. Basketball, hooping it up, is part of the Indiana, the Hoosier DNA. In fact, basketball is the theme of this year's Indiana State Fair. Pacer Sports and Entertainment partnering with fair organizers to celebrate the cradle of basketball. The Pacers with a historic tie to the fairgrounds, playing their home games here back in the day at the Coliseum in the old ABA days. The Pacers now call Gainbridge Fieldhouse home, where the finishing touches are falling into place on the outdoor piece of a $360 million renovation. It's Bicentennial Unity Plaza. We were very intentional about choosing that name. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on downtown. We have obviously a very vibrant downtown, but we we wanted to build an amenity that was a draw for visitors, but also was an addition to sort of helping us build out a strategy or helping the city build out a strategy of greater residential density, uh, greater attractiveness to the downtown. And that's what it is. We'll have more from Pacers Sports and Entertainment VP for External Affairs and Corporate Communications, Danny Lopez, on the next edition of the Business and Beyond podcast. Starting Monday, you can check it out at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, Indiana's love affair with basketball has deep roots, deep ties to Hoosier agriculture. This week, we leave you with more on that and all things Indiana State Fair. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. Go out and make it a successful week. From barnyards to schoolyards, from driveways to coliseums, it all started here. 1892. A monumental year in Indiana, the new fairgrounds hosts its first state fair. And basketball bounces its way into the state. Two Hoosier traditions that have stood the test of time. Indiana, fertile ground for both to grow. The fair, a celebration of Hoosier agriculture. Basketball, its roots planted on Indiana farms. The game finding its footing in the state's rural hamlets, where it could be played in between fall harvest and spring planting. So what better theme for this year's Indiana State Fair? Celebrating basketball, the state that grew the game. The fair, it blossomed into an Indiana gym. From the new multi-purpose Fall Creek Pavilion, to the old standbys like Fair Food, the Midway, and Hoosier 4-H kids showing their animals. And basketball, 
it has come a long way from those makeshift hoops on the sides of barns to tipping off inside a state-of-the-art facility. These two Indiana treasures intersecting this year to celebrate all things Hoosier. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.